0: to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy
1: and I'm James and
0: today we're going to talk about doing the bare minimum um, which is similar to we've, ha- we've had discussions like this in the past talking about creative consistency and having small goals but we really want to get into the complexities and the benefits of doing the bare minimum.
1: I think when people hear us say small goals or they hear us say consistency they they still just like I feel like people still can't get their head around just how small we're really talking about. And that's why I think the phrase bare minimum is so helpful because it really gives you a gauge, like it gives you something to aim for in your small goals. Like small goal, some someone might hear small goal and think, great, like two hours of creating is small, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But they've missed the mark. I mean, maybe if you're like an absolute gun. Yeah. Who's been doing it professionally for 20 years, maybe. Yeah. But like for most of us, including you and I, aims, Yeah. That
0: would be crazy. It would be, yeah, bananas. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for, for me and James and for the creatives that I've worked with and for the creatives that I've witnessed um, who have issues with procrastinations, issues with perfectionism, and let's face it, that's a, a great deal of creatives having bare minimums. So just bare minimum expectations of how we show up for our art on a day-to-day basis is transformational when it comes to uh, our creative process, the um, goals that we hit um the projects that we finish by doing the bare minimum it's just this bizarrely magic place that we are never taught about Throughout through our education systems we're not taught about it through our culture um the bare minimum has always been like kind of painted over with this kind of ba- it's lazy and it's not enough and you know people only do the bare minimum um getting away with something you know but it's just it's a little pot of magic if you can really tap into it
1: i think it comes fundamentally from the fact that most of our schedules are completely overloaded with bullshit, and that happens from when you're in primary school like the majority of the crap you have to do in school i mean certainly for me in australia i felt like this was just like unnecessary bullshit, and then you just get used to having this really crammed schedule mm. and we're really like then the the meat the core of it could really have been done like let's face it if a kid just reads for 30 minutes a day (laughs) that's probably going to get them like most of the way through literacy yeah
0: Yeah. obviously
1: there's in the very early stages there's things you have to teach them but once they get to a certain point yeah if you can just make a kid read for like for 30 minutes a day i'm just thinking about to all my schooling like all the random facts i learned in things when i was reading i was falling asleep at textbooks when I think all my learning happened in the half an hour of reading I did before bed at home, mm. which was the real thing.
0: Yeah. And all of life is structured with this back-to-back busyness. You know, that's what we aspire to. That's what we're set up from, from our schooling systems to, um, you know, if we work in corporate, that's what it looks like. We're expected to have back-to-back schedules we're expected to you know be opportunistic uh, we're expected to fill our time to the absolute brim in order to be worthy as a person worthy as a creator worthy as an employer and worthy as a school kid worthy as a university student mm. this is the story that we've been sold that we talk about so frequently and i think it not only is detrimental to our emotional spiritual physical health but it's also not productive
1: yeah and i, I think i want to just before we go on here um just site that we've been listening to that amazing book at the moment by dr devon price mm. the laziness doesn't exist and it's fantastic and obviously we have had our own thoughts on this in the last couple of years but this book has really clarified a lot of my thoughts yeah and put it i think it's such a well-researched and well-argued book and um it's really clarified so much for me and i highly recommend it if you want to go deeper into this sort of discussion
0: yeah yeah it's an amazing you know it doesn't specifically talk about you know your art form maybe, mm. but it's really important to look at and just to look at the structures and the patterns that we've been forced into that just aren't benefiting us like we think we, we think they might be. And so for me and James, like learning and, and dealing with our ego and and moving through the resistance of falling back in love with the bare minimum has been just such a abundant practice for us. And I've created more since doing this. I'm rested more since doing this. You know at the same time
1: yeah definitely and you know i think the bigger the goal we set the and the more it goes from bare minimum to has to be maximum to maximum effort the, mm-hmm. the more long-term damage we're going to be going doing to ourselves and our creativity yeah as well so it's like i feel like i can get an enormous amount of work done over the course of a year by doing tiny amounts every day doing the bare minimum every day because it preserves my energy so much. Yeah. And it's never a battle for me to go to write every day because I've protected my energy so, so much. Mm. So when I sit down to write, I'm like, oh, mm. this isn't going to... like I'm not going to even come near my maximum here. Yeah. And my energy level is going to stay super high.
0: The price of a consistent year-round Creative practice that is successful and abundant and is consistent, so we're not burning out at any point, requires us to deal with our ego and requires us to not push ourselves to the limit. Requires us to stop our creativity before we're exhausted. Requires us to stop our creativity, um, you know, when it doesn't look glamorous. Like that's the price that you have to pay. You have to let go of those stories and that ego if you want a consistent all year round practice. Because we have been taught to move through life in this high um, workload burnout, so no workload. And it's like a peaks and troughs, like really dramatic graph of work ethic. And if you want, but what we're learning and and what Dr. Devon talks about so well and what we've experienced in changing our creative practices is that, you know, we have to deal with the fact that if we want consistent practices, it's not going to be the hustle life.
1: Because I think, you know, the fact of the matter is, and there's a lot of research to back this up, we just can't work as hard as we think. Unless you're a, a complete anomaly, like, kind of like I mentioned in the beginning. You know, when you listen to someone like Gary Vee, and he's like, hustle, 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 or something, and then you listen to these people who are like, I work 12 hours a day. It's like, maybe that worked for them, but they're probably in the absolute minority of people that that would work for.
0: Mm. And, and, and also, pro- it probably doesn't work it's for probably, them.
1: And we've talked about this before. Like, you know, if we wanted to, I don't know, have we actually specifically talked about this before? But we've always talked about doing a whole podcast on this like if you wanted to write out our day schedule we could make it seem to an outside observer who was asking about it as if we worked 18 hours
0: yeah you could definitely because you make just it fucking like bullshit the whole time yeah i mean what you know today woke up at what seven i woke
1: up at seven i went to the cafe and i wrote for two hours like realistically i was there for like an hour and a half maybe i drank my coffee for 20 minutes i said into space and maybe went on my phone a bit like
0: yeah came it, home trained went know? to the
1: gym straight away it's like well actually a kind of like milled around the house for 20 minutes like you know it just goes on like that like yeah, but yeah. you just they just say the whole time block is like anyway
0: and because we're taught that that's um how we uh create value for ourselves mm. yeah sorry 100%. and
1: then we yeah. don't and then like i didn't finish work <clears throat> until 10 o'clock it's like because often amy and i get this weird spurt of energy after dinner yeah we're like eight o'clock we might work for an hour or two it's yeah. like not all the time but that, ha- that does happen so mm-hmm. it's like We could tell everyone we didn't finish work till 10 o'clock
0: yeah the framing of this is so influenced by the glorification of hustle in our society Mm. and when we hear people talk about their packed fucking schedules or i've been so busy we need to take it with a grain of salt always (laughs) because and it's not their fault i mean it's their responsibility to investigate this and to unpack their stories but we've been sold the story that hustle and busyness is you know power and it is status and so it's no wonder that we're all exaggerating our days
1: Absolutely, and which is you know you can see the absurdity in the situation there because we're no longer are a society concerned with results; we're a society concerned with perceived effort.
0: Mm. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, yeah,
1: don't, <laughs>
0: that's good. I don't
1: know. Um, what we were saying, at, I remember we were sitting at the lights today in the car, and oh man, this is going to really derail the conversation. But for me to think about this, and Do you I want I was me to like, take over? Yeah, just take over while I think about this. <laughs>
0: so if i just want to clarify what bare minimum means for me like we've spoken about this a 100 times before but i just want to go over it again for me and james like my bare minimum at the moment i have it on the whiteboard um i have to consume books each day and that's just a goal that i have and there is no specification around consuming books i'm allowed to listen to it for one minute And I don't have, I can listen to it, I don't have to read it. Like that is my bare minimum is I consume books in some way or another. And so even if I literally listened to three minutes on Audible, as I walked to the cafe, that's done. The bare minimum is done, I showed up for myself. And of course, often it is way bigger than that. But my bare minimum holds me and supports me and allows me to show up this practice each and every day. So it's a good example for me personally and how that that comes out.
1: Um, I'm going to quickly jump in with my example because (laughs) I'll forget it otherwise. But So we were talking today in the car on the way home from the gym because Amy and I do CrossFit, which is like obviously seen as the big alpha, like hustler. It is, yeah. But we just do it in such a (laughs) fucked up way. Like people always look at us like we're the weirdest people there. And we were talking about how Amy always cheats her reps. (laughs) And I was like, you know, if someone were just to observe that behavior... And then you would have to ask them, what's the odds that Amy runs a successful business? They'd be like, zero. Mm. <laughs> but it's not true. Yeah. Like, that's what Amy's biggest strength is. She'll just be like, I think I'm done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We both have that skill, I think, that was always there. But perhaps it wasn't fostered. It was, you know, we were felt like it was shameful. Like, today in the workout, you stopped about three quarters of the way through. And you are, like, the king of when you're done, you're done. You just bail out. Like, you're like, I've done what I'm here to do. And... Like, and CrossFit, obviously like the community is like, you know, let's go, go, go. James is like, peace out. I'm there skimming reps each round, yeah. perfectly open about it, like doing three burpees when the, when I was meant to be doing six. And everyone's like, we see you. And I'm like, I'm not trying to say that I'm not cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, again, the, these behaviors are really demonized. Mm. <laughs> like we would be seen as unsuccessful. We're not willing to put the work in, but I was listening to my body.
1: I think it's our mm. superpower, like, yeah, and then, as a result, we just can go to the gym easily three or four times a week. Like it's yeah. not because we know if we turn up there, we feel like shit. Like we we'll just do the bare minimum. Yeah, and then you stop.
0: Yeah, and the bare minimums on our terms.
1: Yeah, bare minimums basically just turning up.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good example. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. Like the fact that we do that and it's socially probably condemned like we have a great community like a really good crossfit community but no one does what we do Um, and we're not like
1: it's always often it's like people like are you okay (laughs) yep totally fine Like there must be something just catastrophically wrong with you.
0: Yeah. No. But I like the, that you say it's our superpower because we know we've shown up, we've done the work, w- the amount of work that we feel is we'll, we can do so that we can consistently show up in, for our bodies, so we can consistently show up for CrossFit. Um, and
1: I know that if I go all out on a CrossFit workout four days a week, I'll have no energy to do anything else in my life. Yeah. So why would I do that?
0: Yeah. Again, it's just that removal of the ego.
1: Just like I know if I write a thousand words a day for five weeks like that's it I'm not writing again after that for another five weeks yeah. Like, what's the point
0: yeah and this might be an interesting segue I'm not sure if this resonates with you but like this has to fit in with our goals hmm. so um, I know a lot of us you know don't have the freedom and the privilege of setting our own like due dates but because we do and as creatives a lot of the time we do have the ability to set our own due dates um, we have to I think just make space for the fact that we want this to be consistent throughout our life. And so they don't, they're not ridiculous due dates, you know? No. I mean, you don't even really do particular due dates for your novels. Do you? I you want to just write a book f- a year. Yeah. Okay. That's like, but that's a nice bare minimum. I don't
1: really think about when, like how I'll get there. To be honest, I just, trust, well, you, I just yeah, trust. You, get there, you
0: write 500 words minimum a day. Yeah. But
1: I don't, I don't count that out. I just trust. And it seems to work out that if I turn up every day for half an hour, I get there. Mm. And I think that's the thing is like, if you ask someone, oh could I finish a novel a year by doing half an hour a day? People would be like, that's ridiculous. No way you couldn't, but you easily can.
0: Yeah. You're the perfect proof of that.
1: Like it actually, it's more than enough time. Yeah. It's more than enough time. If you actually do the 30 minutes a day,
0: Mm.
1: it's more than enough time.
0: Yeah. So what, do you want to talk us through some of your bare minimums?
1: Yeah, of course. Like I think it's, um, well, obviously the writing and the editing one, I, I set a low goal for myself. I've talked about this a lot in the past, but, uh, and i talked about the fact that i've experimented with raising it and it was a horrible mistake mm. and like for, for example at the moment even i'm i started off this week and i forgot this and i was like i'm going to do two writing sessions a day yeah cuz i want to get through i'm on my second draft and i want to power through this like um i wanted to add two chapters and i was like i want to get them done mm. quickly mm. horrible mistake because i did two days of it and i was like oh my god you're tired yeah
0: what would it be like if it was just, like, you can do the second one if you feel like that's it? What
1: I, that's what I have to remember. Yeah, It's much better. You've got to check with what your energy levels are like.
0: Yeah. We're so divorced from checking in with how we're going. Mm. And it's what my book, The Burnout Artist, was all about. It's like we just have forgotten That was, that was to the check
1: name of in. the book, was it? The Burnout Artist?
0: What is my book called? For
1: the Burnt Out Artist? You know. <laughs> I know. It's just funny. I just love it. I love that about you I'm so sl- much. sloppy. Sloppy.
0: Um, we are just so divorced from understanding how we are we're not good at managing our energy levels because we're not we never pay attention to our energy levels um so i like that for you because we are allowed to be ambitious we are allowed to want to do more that's not what the bare the bare minimum doesn't negate excitement and energy flows and 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 flow state if you feel good enough to do the second session you'll do it Mm. how do you hold yourself accountable to showing up for that second session if it isn't mandatory
1: yeah it's it's hard for me but the thing the point about the second session is that it's not necessary. Like, I don't need to do a session, second session to me, to reach my goal. Yeah. So I don't need to really hold myself accountable to,
0: yeah, yeah. for it. It's like if it's like if the creative mood strikes you. It's a bonus. Yeah. It's a bonus. Yeah. So it may be a cool idea for anyone who's listening who resonates with this idea. And I hope you do because it's a magical idea. Like, having that bare minimum and then having the bonuses there. So that you're clear about what the bonuses are.
1: Yeah. I think that's nice. I like that For too. sure. I don't like, you know, my second, just looking at our whiteboard here and, and my goals on the whiteboard that we tick off ones eat veg so literally i have the laziest salad every day i get some spinach leaves mm. from the shops throw them into a bowl and i put olive oil and b- b- balsamic vinegar on it yeah i'm like and it done it takes You've me two minutes veg. i've eaten my vegetables yeah train you know i go to, literally i turn up at the gym there's no quality there's like no qualitative assessment of that <laughs> yeah i've turned up at the gym tick yeah even like i've gone for a long walk
0: yeah tick tick yeah
1: but i, I enjoy going to the gym so i Tend to tend to prefer to go to the gym yeah. instead. Um,
0: half an hour edit.
1: Half an hour edit. Yeah, that's just sitting down. And I can, I mean, every morning I wake up and I go to the cafe and I just sit there for half an hour at least.
0: Yeah, bare minimums.
1: Yeah, resist cookie is actually really hard for me because that's kind of like the cookie is a, a one con. Sorry, that's one of my goals, just to give you some context. <laughs> cookies, I'm just sorry. Um, only because at the moment I'm training for the CrossFit Open, so I don't. I just want to lose a little bit of weight so I can find pull-ups more e- easier. Mm. So I'm literally just on, I'm on like a one month cookie fast because usually my big weakness is that I love to have a uh, a sweet when I go to um go out for breakfast or go to a cafe. Um, that's hard, for, really hard for me because it's like.
0: The bare minimum is quite a big. It's resisting
1: and it's not doing something. Yes, yes. Which I find really difficult. Whereas I feel like having a positive bare minimum is easier. Like, yeah,
0: that's a really good point.
1: Because all it takes is a bare minimum. is a very small thing to ruin my bare minimum, my goal there.
0: I, quite, I find that quite interesting. I think you're right. Like I also have a resist alcohol um, bare minimum. And that's a negative bare minimum. And that's just because I'm trying not to drink on the weekdays at the moment. Um, but I think that's an interesting observation in terms of when we are looking at our creative practice is it more useful to say 30 minutes of creative time rather than no going on my phone when mm-hmm. i create like is it more important that we especially if you're struggling in a pattern of procrastination is it more important and i think it is that you first of all prove to yourself that you can show up for the bare minimum so say that's literally 15 minutes uh with my paints instead of saying no touching my phone when i'm with my painting so like having that positive thing first and even if you google on your phone whatever it's just about getting the 15 minutes done
1: or having both of those as separate goals
0: i'm, I'm just thinking about like repairing patterns of betrayal yeah. if the mm. positive one's important to do first yeah and mm. then once you're really in that habit then you pull away the phone. you can optimize it yeah
1: yeah for sure yeah interesting it's actually it's funny talking about phones Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent. Something I found really hard now is I used to go to the cafe without my phone, but now I can't because I have to sign in for COVID.
0: Oh yeah. Because
1: we have like, um, I don't know if they have this around the rest of the world, but we, when you go to a venue in Australia, you have to scan a QR code then and no one can on, go anywhere in fill the world. on your details and stuff. Yeah. Um, and have I have bring to bring, bring my phone and it sucks. Like I definitely wouldn't do that if I was optimizing my goal. Mm. So it kind of makes the, I have a screen time goal at the moment. kind of makes that one difficult as well because of course, like what's a great distraction from writing it's.
0: Yeah, the phone. But
1: once I, I mean, luckily I, I seem to be able to focus once I.
0: Once you're in it? In
1: it, mm. I'm like at eight o'clock. I'm like, I can sit there from 7.30 to eight, but eight o'clock I have to start editing.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people have way too big of goals when it comes to screen time and, and tech use. Um, and a lot of us want to just go cold turkey. And sure, I understand that. And I, I can see yeah. why you'd want to go cold turkey. And maybe I'm not the right person to speak on this. But I think it can be a recipe for disaster. Certainly for me, like I frequently try and put boundaries on my phone and they're really dramatic.
1: Mine have never worked. Like I got some at the moment. It's so annoying. I'm like. And you're right, it's those negative goals like don't do this, yeah. they're so much harder. Yeah. Like, they're so much harder. Like, a positive goal is so much easier. Like, if you look at my ticks on the board, yeah, my I got so many more ticks on the, the positive which ones, something I can just do versus yes. something I can't do. Mm. And there must be something there. I don't yeah, know what it is, it's got. interesting.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I think for me, at the message is like let's focus on what you can do. And hopefully like that is just so encapsulating, so enchanting that eventually the, the can't do's, Mm. you know, fade away. Yeah. And And I I think like,
1: if you're sitting there thinking about what bare minimum goal you might do, like we're talking, you can, as Amy said before, you can do five minutes. mm. That can be a bare minimum goal. Like just do five minutes. You really can.
0: I think a really good journaling exercise, or even just a thought experiment is to, So for example, say, okay, well, I've been really struggling in a pattern of procrastination, a pattern of perfectionism, you know, pattern of imposter syndrome, um, and I'm not showing up or I'm showing up really sporadically or like I'm showing up for five hours one day and then never showing up for a month. Like these are the patterns I see artists in all the time. So say that that's what's happening for you. And I know it will be for a lot of you. And I see you and I understand that pain. It's really difficult. Um, What happens when you consider, okay, what if I just showed up for 10 minutes each day? and I want you to witness the resistance because there will be because it's a real hit to the ego because again we're counteracting a lot of cultural stories about your worth because 10 minutes is nothing the bare minimum is lazy why can't you do more why are you so incapable all those stories will be coming up and it's really important to witness them because if we don't understand what we're working against um, those stories are eventually going to come tear you down so you need to understand what resistance is happening when you set these small goals you need to understand where those stories are coming from are they inherited they will be inherited they were not born with these beliefs and really looking at them deconstructing them and being really curious about this resistance so that you can move through past that ego and turn up for their 10 minutes a day and realize that that is the most abundant and successful thing that you can do right now
1: i think i just want to validate the fact that like it is really hard to do a lot of creative work like if you are I mean, look at both ends of the spectrum. If, you have, if you're if you working 12 hours of the day, mm. as I said, like there's a lot of research now to say you're probably, your brain's probably fried. Mm. And so you have to be so kind to yourself. And even if you have nothing to do, even if you're unemployed, like that's taking up a lot of your energy too.
0: Oh my God. I was never more tired than when I was unemployed.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you got to give your brain yourself credit. Like your brain is trying as hard as it can. Like yeah. just give it, so, give it a little break. Yeah. By just telling it it's okay, you can just do a tiny amount on this. Yeah. On this thing, on this sacred space, you can just do a tiny amount.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. So important. Big magic in these bare minimum goals. Bare minimum life. Mm. Mm. Alright. We're we wrapping up?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go eat my spinach
0: salad. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.